0: You need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get your podcasts. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about another player that I believe the Rangers Could and maybe even should look to target with that number 15 overall pick. Somebody who may or may not be available when the Rangers are on the clock at the number 15 position. So we'll get into that in just a second. We will also discuss a couple more of the New York Rangers minor league free agents. Kind of continuing an offseason series. We've kind of just been looking at every... Upcoming free agent for the New York Rangers, whether it's a big name, a small name, or in today's case, a couple of guys in the minor leagues. And we will also have some quick thoughts on the NHL's buyout window now being open. But like I said, I want to start with another player that we could spotlight here and talk about whether or not he could be a fit for the New York Rangers with that number 15 overall pick in the draft. And that's going to be center Logan Stankoven. Uh, Stankoven is listed as a center and a right winger, so we've talked about this in the past. Anytime you're going into the draft, I mean, really any phase of uh, building a team, it's nice to have a couple of players that offer that position versatility, but I think it's especially important when you're drafting players simply because— NHL players that get drafted, they tend to not debut right away. I mean, some of them do, obviously, Lafreniere and Kako the last couple of years. And, you know, Jack Hughes went right to the Devils. A couple other examples as well. Timmy Stutzel this past year with, with the Ottawa Senators. But for the most part, it does take a little while for players who are drafted to end up playing on their NHL team. And so the nice thing is that if you have somebody that can play a couple of different positions and they're good at all the different positions, you know, center, left wing, right wing, then you can... Use them wherever you feel your weakest when they eventually get called up to the NHL. And with the Rangers, obviously, part of the reason I'm intrigued by Logan Stankoven is the simple fact that he's a center. And that's a position where the Rangers are certainly thin. And there's a lot of long-term uncertainty there as well for the Rangers. So I do think you want to try to draft a center early in this year's draft. And that looks to be the case right now. That center is the biggest weakness on the Rangers. But you never know how much that can change. I mean, there's a whole offseason to get through. And knowing the Rangers the way that we know the Rangers, I would bet just about anything that something's going to happen. Something pretty big, something pretty crazy is going to happen in this offseason. I mean, with the season that we all just went through together, the season that we all just experienced together, would you really expect anything less? And that's not to say that this was a terrible season that just concluded. I'm just saying, it's when it rains, it pours with the Rangers. There's always uh, something big going on, it would seem. But yeah, that's all basically just a long way of saying that I do think the Rangers uh, should look to target a center with this number 15 overall pick. I mean, if there's somebody else that they love, then so be it. But I think overall, you do want to try to bring in a center, uh, just given once again the lack of depth that they have there and the lack of long-term certainty uh, with you know Mika and Strome both being free agents after this upcoming season and both unrestricted free agents at that. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about Logan Stankoven here. Not the biggest guy on the ice, not by a long shot. Stands at five foot eight, 170 pounds. And this is also why we talked about Francesco Pinelli in a recent episode. I was kind of debating whether to talk about Pinelli or Stankoven in that episode. I like Pinelli a little bit better simply because of the size. Pinelli is six one, 185 pounds, and everything else being equal, if there's two guys that I like a lot, they play the same position, give me a center that's got some size. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there isn't anything to like about Stankoven. Quite the opposite, in fact. He's a very high-motor player, always got his feet moving, a very hard worker, someone that you tend to notice him pretty much every time that he's on the ice. And we'll get into some scouting reports in just a little bit here. But first, I just wanted to give you guys a couple of his stats that he's put up while playing in the WHL, the Western Hockey League. Uh, We'll start with this past season. So to begin with, the WHL shortened its regular season from 68 games down to just 24 games because of the pandemic. And Stankoven only ended up playing six games there because he ended up uh, representing Team Canada on its under-18 World Juniors team. But I am getting a little bit ahead of myself here. Just to back up, as far as Stankoven this last season that he played, in the WHL with the Kamloops Blazers. He was an alternate captain for the first time He only ended up playing in six total games, but he did some damage while he was there, scored seven goals, dished out three assists, and was a plus one overall. This was also his third season with the Blazers of the WHL. And the season before this one that just concluded, 2019-2020, he played in 59 games with the Blazers. He lit the lamp 29 times, also dished out 19 assists, and was a plus 25 overall that season. And he did all that as a 16-year-old. And... What's also interesting about that season that he played with the Blazers in 2019-2020 is that he tied the franchise record for goals in a season by a rookie. And that record was set by Rob Brown all the way back in the 1984-1985 season. So uh, fair to say that had it not been for the pandemic, Stankoven would have broken that record and uh, would have gone on to score you know, even more goals. I don't know exactly how many more, but you got to believe he would have broken that record and uh, had it all to himself. Uh, But here's a big one. And this is something that definitely kind of caught my attention as I was looking into Stankoven and just trying to figure out who he is by a as a player, you know, what are his strengths, what are his weaknesses, et cetera, et cetera. So get ready for this, because this is something we've talked about in the past. This season in 2019, 2020, that he played with the Blazers, he apparently had one of the highest face-off win percentages in the league. Now, doesn't that sound nice? Because obviously with the Rangers, that's an area they've really struggled in over the last couple of seasons. Maybe I tend to overrate the face-off stat a little bit. You guys can let me know about that. To me, it's a very underrated stat and kind of an underappreciated stat, and I think if you're a team in the NHL, you got to have at least one guy on your team who you feel good about is going to go out there and win you a face-off in a big spot, and it sounds like Stankoven could be that guy. Now, I don't see in the scouting report his exact... Face-off winning percentage, but just knowing that it's near the top of the WHL, uh, that makes me feel pretty good. And of course, you know, the competition will probably get a little bit more fierce in the NHL. But again, just somebody who profiles as a player who can go out there and win you some face-offs, that's obviously a nice thing, uh, especially given the Rangers' struggles in that department over the last few seasons here. But I also mentioned a minute ago uh, that Stankoven only played the six WHL games this past season. He also then played on Canada's under-18 World Juniors team, skated in seven games, and in those seven games— with the Canada World Juniors team, scored four goals, dished out four assists, and was a plus 14 in seven games. So basically, plus two per night. Uh, Team Canada did not have a captain, but Stankoven was one of three alternate captains, and Canada also won the gold medal. Uh, Stankoven scored a big goal to give Canada a 4-2 lead over Russia in the second period of the gold medal game, and they went on to win that game. So uh, Stankoven winning a gold medal there for Team Canada. And there's a lot to like. Like I was just talking about a couple of minutes ago, just a pure goal scorer, one of the best in the draft. He can score from pretty much any angle on the rink. Apparently, he has one of the best shots in his class. He's just a natural-born goal scorer. I think that's the best way that I could possibly put it. And again, this isn't—I haven't poured over you know hours and hours of watching Stankoven uh, play hockey. This is—I've watched a little bit, but this is mostly me going by the general consensus of professional scouts, people who do this for a living. And again there's a lot to like here. Very explosive speed, uh, an excellent skater, and we talked about the lack of size, which might be the biggest strike against him, but apparently this kid is tenacious on the forecheck, and he's willing to go and battle for pucks. He doesn't always have the most success doing that, but the fact that he's at least willing to stick his nose in there and fight, and, uh, you know, go toe-to-toe with guys that are bigger than him, and of course, you know, he is just 18 years old, so he will get older. Uh, You figure he'll get a little bit stronger and be better suited to, you know, compete for pucks in the dirty areas of the rink, and things like that. And as far as negatives, I mean, we've already covered it a couple of times here. It's his lack of size, but again, you know, he he could fill out a little bit, getting a little bit older, and despite the lack of size, the thing that I love about Stankoven is he just sounds like a complete bulldog, a complete competitor, somebody who's going to go out there and be ready, willing, and able to work. We have rankings here from 12 different hockey publications that cover the draft, and I'm noticing here, as far as these 12 publications are concerned, Stankoven is ranked as high as number 12, And he's also ranked as low as number 44. So he could be an early first round pick. He could be a mid-second round pick or pretty much anything in between. And just kind of eyeballing all these numbers here, I would say that he's going on average around the number 27 overall pick or 28, something like that. So there would seemingly be a good chance that he'll still be available when the Rangers choose. There's always uh, the option of potentially trading down if you feel like you can get him a little bit later in the draft, although I think that might be a little bit of risky business with Stankoven simply because there does seem to be some upside here. And I just get the feeling, you know, if you if you mess around too much and you trade back to the, uh, you know, the latter parts of the first round and you're picking like 28th or 29th or 30th, uh, you could see Stankoven be taken before then. So, Risky business to trade down, but it's something that could be an option for the Rangers if he's their guy and they want to roll the dice a little bit and, you know, maybe get some assets for that first overall pick, maybe package it for one of the players that are already established in the NHL that we've been talking about over these past few episodes here. You know, guys like Mark Scheifele, Jack Eichel, if you're into Jack Eichel, we mentioned Vladimir Tarasenko seems like he's now available to be had in a trade. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Rangers end up doing with that number 15 overall pick. But I'm going to get into a couple of scattering reports surrounding Stankoven in just a second here as well. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives. And if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so like I mentioned just a second ago, I want to go ahead and just kind of read you guys some scouting reports surrounding Logan Stankoven and his prospects in the NHL. Again, these are professional scouts. These guys do this for a living. I tend to trust these guys and believe a lot of what they say. But this one comes to us from Elite Prospects 2021 NHL Draft Guide. He's a fearless puck carrier, always driving the inside, and never shy about setting up shop near the net front off of the puck. He plays a north-south game and always attacks at an unrelentingly high pace. The mechanics behind his shot are so clean, exerting downward force while pushing his top hand off his body. And yeah, I mean this kind of goes back to what I was talking about a minute ago. He plays bigger than he is. If he's only five foot eight and 170 pounds, which is what he's listed at, then there's I mean he can gain some weight, obviously. But if you're five foot eight, I mean at this point maybe he grows a little bit, but Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do about it, but even something that seems to be a perceived weakness or something that could work against him in the NHL, it's not counting against him. It's not negatively affecting him as much as it could be because it sounds like he does play bigger than his 5'8", 170-pound frame might suggest. But let me go ahead and read you guys a couple of other scouting reports. This one comes to us from Tony Ferrari from Dabber Prospects. He can score from anywhere in the offensive zone, unafraid to shoot from odd angles or get the puck on net from distance. And then this one comes to us from Corey Prawnman from The Athletic. The elite feat to go with his great one-on-one ability and a hard shot that allows him to be very dangerous off the rush. He's one of the best goal scorers in the draft. And then I'll give you one more here. This one comes to us from Smart Scouting. Similar to Frolunda's Lucas Raymond, Sankovin plays a high-tempo game and is a menace in the offensive zone. So that's what we're talking about, that tenacity, that bulldog-like mentality that it seems like Stankoven has. Once again, despite obviously not being uh, the biggest guy out there on the ice, he's somebody that, you know, if the Rangers pick him, I mean, this lack of size is a little bit of a concern, but it sounds like, you know, again, this is just kind of getting the general consensus from all these scouts and all these people who are right on top of the draft. It sounds like there's a decent chance that whoever ends up taking Stankoven is going to get a lot of bang for their buck, so to speak. He will be there later than he should be. And That might mean, it very well could mean, that he will be there at number 15 when the Rangers pick. And, you know, there might be some people, if they pick Stankoven, oh, that's a reach, that's a reach. It might not be a reach, because Stankoven definitely has some upside. And like we talked about, the only real strike against him, the only real weakness here is the lack of size. And it doesn't even count against him as much as it might count against some other players, because he isn't really afraid to mix it up, despite obviously not being the uh, biggest guy out there. But uh, that'll do it. Talking about Stankoven for now, we will go ahead and now shift our attention to some of the impending New York Ranger restricted free agents. We'll do at least two today. And uh, both these guys played all of last season or the majority of last season with the Hartford Wolfpack. Neither player ended up on the Rangers at any point and both are still waiting to make their NHL debut. And the first one of those two players is going to be defenseman Brandon Crowley. He, once again, is an impending New York Ranger, restricted free agent. He is six foot one, 205 pounds, so 24 years old. He's got a lefty shot. The Rangers drafted him in the fourth round in 2017, and he went number 123 overall. And we did an episode not too long ago where we talked about Gabriel Fontaine, and I'll say something similar here to what we said back then about Fontaine. I don't really remember anybody talking about Brandon Crawley this past season, like on MSG or really anybody who covers this New York Ranger team, like nobody ever really mentioned him as an option to be caught up to the Rangers at any point during the season. And the Rangers had a lot of different defensemen in and out of the lineup uh, throughout the, uh, the course of the season, despite it only being 56 games. But again, I never heard Crowley's name come up as somebody who might be considered for a spot on the Rangers. Uh, with all that said, Crowley skated in seven games with the Wolfpack this past season Did not have any points. He was a minus one overall. And then he was also loaned to the Cleveland Monsters. He spent 13 games in Cleveland. No goals, one assist, and was a plus two there with the Monsters. And it should also be noted that this past season was actually... Crowley's fourth with the Hartford Wolfpack. He has played 130 career games with the Hartford Wolfpack. He has scored five goals. He has notched 15 assists and is a minus 25 over those four seasons. So it definitely sounds like he's a little bit more the stay-at-home type defenseman. I will admit it's hard to find a ton of information about Crowley. You just, like I said, you just don't really hear that much about him. And a reason for that is that he may not be considered much of a big-time prospect for this New York Ranger team. It certainly feels like you know, there's a lot of other guys that are kind of ahead of him in the pecking order as far as defensemen are concerned. We've talked about how it's going to be a, a great battle to see who are the six Ranger defensemen who were on the ice on opening night for this upcoming season. That's going to be a lot of fun to track. And that's even before the Rangers make any trades, bring in any defensemen via free agency. I just don't think Crowley really has a path to playing time with the New York Rangers. There's just too much of a logjam ahead of him. Of course, you never know for sure. Maybe he has an outstanding training camp, and obviously there's a new coaching staff in place, or there will be soon. Gerard Gallant is already there, and he'll be uh, looking to fill out his coaching staff in relatively short order here. But yeah, I mean, right now, you know, if you just look at this, you look at the team depth chart, it seems like it's certainly an uphill battle and a half uh, for Crowley to get onto this Ranger team, and and really make an impact. But like we talked about, he is a restricted free agent, so we will see if the Rangers choose to keep him around as organizational depth and someone who has seemingly become uh, something of a fixture with the Hartford Wolfpack. Like we said, he's played 130 games with Hartford over these past four seasons. So uh, we'll see, but uh, yeah, definitely going to be an uphill battle as far as Crowley, A, making the Rangers, or B, even just being on the team at any point in this upcoming season. But we got one more restricted free agent from the minor leagues. We will talk about him and also the opening of the NHL buyout window. We will do all that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so we've got one more New York Ranger slash Hartford Wolfpack restricted free agent to talk about here today, and that is Patrick Newell, who is a left winger, a center, and also a right winger. I've seen him listed as all three, so at the very least, he gives you some position versatility foot nine 161 pounds he has a lefty shot uh, 25 years old Newell was undrafted but he signed an entry-level deal with the Rangers back in 2019 and that brings him to now and just prior to signing his entry-level deal two seasons ago he had really what can only be described as an outstanding season with Saint Cloud State University when he was a senior in 2018-2019 in that season he scored 21 goals and had 26 assists so 47 points in 39 games, and he was actually a Hobie Baker Award finalist. The Hobie Baker, for anyone who's unfamiliar with it, is given to the top NCAA player in the nation. And so he was a finalist for that award, still went undrafted despite all that. And this past season, skated in 24 games with the Hartford Wolfpack, scored 5 goals, had 8 assists, so 13 points in the 24 games. He was an even plus-minus, and it was also his third season with the Hartford Wolfpack in those 3 seasons, 87 games, 11 goals, 16 assists. So just 27 points in 87 games with the Wolfpack over 3 seasons, and he's also a minus-4 in that time. And I don't want to be too repetitive on here, but once you get to, like, guys who are exclusively or at least mostly minor leaguers over the past season and they're kind of unheralded and you don't really hear a lot about them. Uh it just tends to get a little bit repetitive. But it's kind of the same deal here. Patrick Newell's really intriguing to me. Just the fact that he was a Hobie Baker award finalist as a senior in college, despite you know kind of underwhelming for the three seasons before that, it's intriguing. But again, I don't really recall. I mean, I know this this name's a little bit more familiar to me than some of these other minor league free agents. And of course, we keep uh, a little bit of an eye on the Hartford Wolfpack as well. But again, I don't remember ever hearing the Rangers uh, flirt with the idea or suggest the idea of promoting Patrick Newell to the NHL roster. I don't ever recall that happening last season. He is 25 years old now and is still yet to make his NHL debut. And in general, I think his lack of size kind of counts against him a little bit. And there may not be enough offensive production there to kind of make up for it. Because as we talked about, uh, just 27 points in 87 career games with the Hartford Wolfpack. I think it made all the sense in the world for the Rangers to sign him to that entry-level deal when they did. You got a guy with some skill coming off of a breakout senior season at St. Cloud State. Like we said, nominated for the Hobie Baker Award but very, very modest offensive production with the Hartford Wolfpack, and just looking at the Ranger pipeline, looking at some of the prospects, it seems like there's some other guys they would definitely go to before they go to Newell in terms of, you know, somebody receiving a promotion from the AHL to the NHL, and the Rangers, they might keep Newell around in the organization, but... I feel like they don't really have any big plans for him. Doesn't mean that he can't beat the odds. Doesn't mean that he can't eventually get onto the Rangers NHL roster or some other NHL roster. Maybe he exceeds expectations. Maybe uh, some of that magic that he had during his senior season at St. Cloud State, maybe that comes back and he he sticks on NHL roster. He could basically be the, the Colin Blackwell of this season or whatever season it might be. And again, whether it's with the Rangers or anybody else. But right now, I mean, I just don't think the Rangers look at him as someone who's going to be you know, a true game changer for the franchise. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but uh, definitely an intriguing roll of the dice when they signed him to the entry-level deal. There was no risk whatsoever. And again, you've got somebody who was a Hobie Baker Award finalist and coming off of a really strong senior season at St. Cloud State. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. As far as the rest of today... The only other thing I really wanted to mention was uh, the NHL buyout window. It's now open. It opened 24 hours after game five of the Stanley Cup finals concluded. And this buyout window will stay open through July 27th. That is a Tuesday at 5 p.m. So we will definitely keep our eye on the Tony D'Angelo situation. I still think the Rangers are going to end up waiting until after the expansion draft. Uh, We talked about this more extensively in a recent episode. In fact, in our last episode. But to me... A best-case scenario here for the Rangers and for D'Angelo both is that he ends up getting selected in the expansion draft, and it doesn't really seem that likely that that would happen, but I think it's at least possible, and if you listen to a recent episode, I believe I put it at like 8% to 10%, somewhere around there, that Tony D'Angelo, A, is exposed. I mean, he's going to be exposed. We know that, but also, B, that the Seattle Kraken take him because, Seattle is putting a team together from scratch here, and at some point, you're going to have to swing for the fences with some of these picks that you're making in the expansion draft. You're going to look for some uh, all-or-nothing kind of guys, some boomer bust type players. I would think they'll roll the dice at least a couple of times and uh, you know just kind of go with somebody who has a high ceiling but also a low floor, and Tony D'Angelo could be one of those people, these offensive defensemen that can put up points the way that he does, and I know he can be a little bit of a defensive liability, and that's not ideal, and then there's also the baggage that comes with him, but... Offensive defense in like that that can produce points at the level that Tony D'Angelo can, they don't grow on trees. And if you're Seattle, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe you take a chance on him. I think it's at least possible. But the other news regarding the NHL buyout window, again, it's been open for a couple of days here. No one around the NHL has been bought out thus far. If other teams do end up buying out certain players, then we will talk about the news itself and then also whether the Rangers could be a fit to pick up one of the bought out players. Now, bought out players are by their very nature, are nearly always, if not exclusively always, guys coming off of down seasons. Because why would you buy out somebody who just lit it up the past season? You, know, you still owe them a good chunk of money depending on their status in the NHL, how long they've been in the NHL, but you wouldn't buy out somebody that just had a great season and you still owe them a good chunk of the money that's on their contract anyway. But certain guys who are bought out could be candidates to bounce back next season, especially at a low-risk deal. You figure if somebody's bought out, they're not going to command a ton of money on the open market. So if anybody gets bought out from any other NHL team, we will definitely talk about that. There's some names that are interesting. Uh, James Neal could be a candidate to be bought out. Zach Parise could be bought out. Uh, maybe Ben Bishop. There's a lot of uh, pretty big names that could be buyout candidates this offseason. And the other thing that I want to say is about uh, Tony D'Angelo being bought out is the Rangers will save approximately $4.416 million if and when he's ultimately bought out. Again, I think it makes all the sense to wait to do this until after the expansion draft because if Seattle takes him off your hands, then they absorb the contract and you are completely 100% free of him. If that does not happen, then you buy him out. It's just a cap hit of 383000 but the Rangers would save $4.416 million once again against the cap for this upcoming season. So that'll be nice. Like I said, we will keep tabs on this going forward, not just with the Rangers and D'Angelo, but with every player that could be bought out. And once again, if there could be a fit for some of these bought out players who potentially join the New York Rangers on kind of a... uh, low risk, high reward kind of deal. Uh, But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And actually, just one more thing here. We've got our 400th episode coming up. I don't really have any uh, grand, illustrious plans for this episode. But one thing that I was thinking that we could do is a mailbag. So if anybody has any questions regarding the Rangers, it could be a historical question. It could have something to do with the Rangers this upcoming season. It could even be a non-hockey question if you're just feeling wild and crazy and you just want to hear me talk about something random on here for whatever reason. But yeah, I mean, whether we do this on the 400th episode or whether we do a mailbag uh, a little bit down the road after that, I think it could be a lot of fun just kind of getting some questions from you guys and just talking about it throughout an entire episode. But, uh, yeah, that will do it for today, guys. So, once again, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.